Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we will be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly and hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode. Hey, Jordan, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great, Jeannie. You know, we're uh, getting ready for a little bit of nasty weather coming up, but you won't know about that because you're in Florida enjoying sunny weather. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Um, I'm still in Ridgewood in spirit and I'm still plugging along, making sure people recognize how wonderful our town is. We are so honored to be able to live around and among some very interesting and creative people like our guests today. I can't wait to tell you who we're having today. This is a little bit of a surprise for you. So let me just tell you what's happening here. By the way, I should mention, it was fun to see you at back-to-back charity events last week. (laughs) No kidding. Thank you so much for Jordan had this amazing little event. He and his wife, his lovely wife and his two beautiful daughters had an amazing fundraising event at their gorgeous home for West Bergen Mental Health Center. It is such a pleasure to introduce these two women. Um, First and foremost, it must be known that our guest, Kathleen McKitty Harris, is a native New Yorker. She definitely wants you to know that. And somehow she became a bridge and tunnel girl. And aren't we so lucky she's here in Ridgewood? She is a gallant, sharp-eyed, and hilarious writer who is currently penning her memoir. And her work has been published in the New York Times, Long Reads, Creative Nonfiction, Pithead Chapel, Brainchild, McSqueenies, and The Rump among other publications. She has also won multiple awards, contests, and competitions with her writing and storytelling skills and was featured on my favorite, The Moth Podcast. She has also appeared on other prominent stages in New York City, and she co-hosts the What's Your Story events with her sidekick, Rory Kelsch, who is no slouch herself. Rory is a writer, actor, and storyteller. She has performed at Woodstock Book Fest Story Slams, and her work has appeared in Pandemic, Daily Drunk, and more. Rory has also worked as a bartender, a babysitter, a dog walker, an oyster shucker, and more. She recently starred in a television commercial for the Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Fields, Rita Moreno movie called 80 for Brady, and it was a hilarious commercial. I can't wait to see the movie. So anyway, ladies, thank you for stepping up to the really big time and being on our little show. I'm excited you're here, and we're both eager to hear what's next for each of you. So first, tell us what this What's Your Story thing is. Who wants to go first? Do you want to you jump oh, in? Oh, gosh. No, no, no. You go right ahead, because... Um... <laughs> Because I'm, I'm so that that introduction was was amazing. I'm yes. a little, I'm a little. It really, it really was. Yeah. 
really was. I, I hope I live up to it. I really do. That, yeah, me too, um, man. Great <laughs> intro. Thank you, Jeannie. Well, you know, so Rory and I come from creative literary backgrounds. We met how long ago, Rory? How long have we known each other? Dude, I think it's been like eight years. You yeah, know? about eight and- or 10 years. And we, you know, just came together as creative spirits and friends and uh, Rory's oldest and my youngest are in the same grade at the high school and they acted together in Porchlight Theater and Glenrock and they were, you know, buddies when they were in elementary school. They actually went to the same preschool, though we, they weren't together at the same time. So we were kind of destined to meet, I think. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, sort of like-minded in our passions, um, wanting to be creative people, being people who loved being near the city and 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 living in New Jersey nearby. So not not being immersed in city life any longer, although we both had lived in the city. I think both of us very grateful to live in Ridgewood, but wanting to see a little bit more happen here and and bring together community, bring together people like us who like being creative, like being in an audience to listen to creative people, like hearing stories, like telling stories. So Rory and I had both done storytelling each on our own, and we both had done it at the Woodstock Book Fest together. And we started thinking, gosh, how could we do this here? Could we do this here? Would it work here? Uh, So we kind of just went out on a limb and said, you know what, let's just give it a go. We started it in my backyard. And I think our, our interest was in, you know, other story slams can be very competitive, very, um, very serious, very intense. And we just wanted a, you know, a nice night out for for people of the people of Ridgewood. Um, we wanted a place where people could come together, be in the audience, and hear great stories. And we wanted a place where people could step up to the mic and tell great stories. What was important for both of us, I think, is that you know, while it's great to get a seasoned storyteller, someone who is a professional writer, a professional performer, our rosters didn't have to be filled with those people. We liked asking people from all different walks of life in Ridgewood, all different interests, all different occupations, because I think we also firmly believe that everyone has a story to tell. Everyone. So we started doing these in the backyard before COVID. And what we noticed immediately was that A, people showed up, which was amazing. (laughs) B, we got some people to read. And it was professional writers and next door neighbors who were not at all professional writers and uh, friends who had a story to tell and people we knew from, you know, our own circles in Ridgewood. And what happened was, is people got up to tell their stories. And what really struck me is people listened intently, people cried, people laughed. And when the stories were over, I thought, oh, okay, everybody's just going to say, thank you, great night and go home. And that didn't happen. People stayed and they stayed in our my backyard and they wanted to then, someone in the audience wanted to talk to the person who told a story about working, uh, you know, at Coney Island in the late seventies, because he too had, had worked in Coney Island or his father did. Uh, someone who had a sad story to tell about losing their mother to cancer was approached by other people who had also experienced that. Um, they'd lost a loved one to cancer. It goes on and on that, you know, whatever people were telling stories about, the audience reacted, responded. What we, Rory and I sort of stepped back and said, 
whoa, what's happening here? You know, we were hopeful that that would happen, but we didn't anticipate it would happen the way it did. People stayed and people kept talking to each other and people made connections and people made friends. What was also interesting is seeing people, you know, from my neighborhood, I live close to to Valley Hospital. I've lived here 20 years. Uh, You know, I'd invite neighbors to come. People who knew each other for 15, 20, 25 years, you know, one, one neighbor would be in the audience, one would be the reader and they'd, you know, the, the audience member was a neighbor would come up to me and say, wow, I can't believe I lived next to so-and-so for so many years. And I never knew, you know, he had X, Y, or Z happened to him. And that floored me too, because I think it really just sort of, it was just a really beautiful human experience happening, you know, that you just, you stay in your lane, you know what you know, you know who you know, and you label people a certain way. This, what's your story just sort of opened up (laughs) people, opened up experiences and allowed people to start thinking about their neighbors, their friends, um, other people in their community differently and thinking about themselves differently. So it was a lot to explain there, but that, I hope I got the gist of it, Roar, if that makes sense. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to just, just echo that, you know, uh, when I met Kathleen and I was like, oh, wow, someone who likes to write and and tell stories and all that kind of stuff. And and we were, she introduced me to our people up at Woodstock and, uh, you know, I started doing story slams up there. And then we were we would go to like these little moth events and we recognized that, you know, the the model was a competition, was a competitive model, you know, for whatever reason. And there was like a timer involved and all that kind of stuff. I'm so glad that that the two of us were on the same wavelength that, you know, just to take that out of it completely and make it make it all about connection. Because you know, what we noticed uh, when we would specifically like go to the moth, just because Kathleen and I have just have a, we both have very strong writing practices. We could tell who was a writer for sure, who was a, maybe a writer, but more of a performer, who was a comedian. So it's kind of all these people with like kind of similar agendas to put themselves out there. And while that's important, that's why we do it too. It was so nice to find people that just wanted to like, just wanted to connect, just had a story to tell and had something to share that, you know, had nothing to do with, with any kind of competition or anything like that. And, um, and people really responded to it and we wanted them to also disconnect. If I can just do a little wordplay there, (laughs) you know, disconnect from the phone, from the, you know, just the texting and the distractions. And no, I mean, like we noticed that like people just like put all that stuff away and we really, and it's not like, it wasn't like, you know, cause Ridgewood's a happening place. There's a lot of stuff going on. You go for mingling, you got to But I think the fact that we had the storytelling event, it, it let the pressure off of people like, Oh, I got to mingle. No, I can just like, you know, like couples who were like, you know, my husband loved this because he's, he's kind of, or my wife, whatever, just as an example, you know, they're a little bit shy. It's hard to like to meet people, to mingle that. So it kind of like took that whole like stress away so you can sit and focus and listen. And then afterwards, you just notice everyone's like, everyone's just at ease and having a really good warm time, you know? <laughs> I ha- was, I had the good fortune of being invited to one of your events. It was up at a pop-up shop for Mary O'Reilly. Oh, Mary. Yeah. There oh, you go. God. That was Mary. just... Yes, it was such a wonderful night. And I'm telling you, the thing that I liked about it, like you said, we disconnected from social and we connected with each other and we were raw and vulnerable, even audience members. Now we're, I'm listening to these stories and I had to get in that space 
to receive that information, right? And it's the way you girls set this up. The atmosphere is such that everyone just feels automatically just really comfortable to just be part of this experience. And I appreciated it so much again, because I saw the connections that were being made in the room and actually the awe of audience members looking at these storytellers. And like you said, Kathleen, you know, they were telling stories that we would have never heard from them before, you know, and people that are next door neighbors and were just exposing themselves to that audience. And it was just, it was such a beautiful experience. And with that, I remembered how moving that was. So you girls were then invited to do our little Sundays in the park event and the feedback oh, yeah. got, yeah. It was amazing, Jeannie, what you did, what you put together in those. Yes, it was, it really was in the heat of COVID. It was amazing. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for participating in it because the most positive feedback that I got from those, all of those events for that whole time running was again, those Sunday in the park events and the fact that you girls got up there and you made people laugh, you know, it really meant a lot to our community. So I know you have another event planned, a public event planned. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing there? We, um, we've been asked to, to produce a storytelling event at the Schoolhouse Museum in collaboration with the Ridgewood Historical Society. And we're so thrilled to work with uh, Jeannie and Gail and um, Daisy and, and Jordan. I mean, all, uh, Jordan, you're involved with that too, or is this just you? Is this, well, anyway, you're here now. I'm thanking you for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> just so thankful. No, it's really, it's great to have a venue because while, Kathleen's backyard is super yummy. It's, it's actually, it's, you know, that, that's a lot of work, even though she's like, no, no, we love it. And, and they do, but I mean, it's nice to have a, like a a space, a very intimate, very, you know, just really warm uh, space and the schoolhouse museum, which I'd say I haven't, I've never been there. I've lived here 14 years. I've never gone. Um, I love it. I love it. It's it's so so bright. And it's clean and it's not, not at all like what you think of like, you know. No, it's so interesting. And I have to say, just to jump in, that has always been, I don't know, for a lot of other Ridgewood kids, it's always been a special place in my kids' hearts, you know, because it's so great that they have uh, a field trip at least once, if not twice, uh, maybe even three times in their academic careers in Ridgewood. And um, they just love it. It's just so, it's a special place. Anyway, I just to jump in and say that. Right. No, it's it's so. super great. Super great. So what we're going to do the end of this month, February 23rd. Yes. February 23rd, the Schoolhouse Museum. Uh, we are hosting a storytelling event. We're going to have six including yep. and I, six readers and the theme something we didn't talk about before we do have themes to our storytelling events but we kind of just you know uh do like a sort of broad theme so in in context with the exhibit the beautiful exhibit that's there now which is entitled object lessons we're asking our readers to give us three to five minutes of a story about objects could be a favorite I don't know. Childhood toy, toy sneakers, an item yeah. you were never able to get that, you know, for Christmas you always wanted, something of your grandmother's that, you know, you inherited. It's it's just a broad theme. But I, I think we're just to jump in. I think what works so well with this is we try to have a theme to keep to keep a theme, to to keep yeah. um, some parameters in the evening. But what's really amazing is to 
to have a broad topic, a one word topic, and just see what people come up with. It, it's just so, you know, it's so great. And it makes it makes the evening really lively because no, nobody comes up with the same story, obviously. So there's a theme right. throughout, there's cohesiveness, but every story is different and everyone has a different twist on it. And I think it, it keeps people really interested and engaged. And also, you know, just to note the time limit, I, I'm sure some people get a little in, in our experience, some people are a little hesitant when they first uh, hear about this, you know, well, it's a storytelling event. What does this mean? Do I have to tell a story? Do I have to get up on stage? What do I have to do? This isn't what I do. This is out of my comfort zone. What exactly are you asking of me? I think um, you get them more than I do. I don't know where, who these people are that keep bothering you. With I, don't, I don't know. It's no bother. I just, I, you know, I have that kind of face where they just, you know, they just share everything with me. But um, That's exactly what I was thinking, Kathy. Right. See, so, so I, <laughs> I, I just want to, you know, make it clear that if you're, if you're invited to the story slam and, and we haven't asked you to read, you don't have to read. You're just there to listen, enjoy, and have fun. And the other thing I will you know, promise you is that, you know, Rory and I try to curate this, these stories, um, you know, if people need help, because some people are not professional writers and really have a great story to tell, and they just want a little help telling it, we encourage them to keep it short. You know, I think this one is five to five to seven minutes, maybe 650 words, because we're pretty seasoned readers and audience members. And we know that people lose interest after eight minutes, probably you've lost your audience. So people who would like to come and are worried they're going to be sitting through three hours of stories and they'll just be exhausted and they got to get up and go to work early tomorrow. That's not what this is. That's it's probably our one hard and fast rule. I didn't say hard, yeah. you know, fast. That's <laughs> fast rule. Exactly. That's um, a good like occasionally someone will go six minutes instead of five. But, you know, for the most part, we encourage people to write their best stuff and, and go back and edit and, and think about what it is they really want to say. And really consistently, we've gotten that work from people. We've just gotten beautiful, lovely pieces from people. And I think the audience is pleasantly surprised. There have been a few people in the audience, some of you know my friend's husbands, I'll just say, not that it has to be gender uh, specific, but uh -huh. you know, come up to me to say, <laughs> you know, I was going to watch a game tonight. And um yeah, she told me you're a pretty good cook and everything. And you had some good food. And I, yeah, all right. I guess I was going to. I didn't want to leave. Like they, they were like, I can't believe this is over already. I didn't want this to be over. I And I said, oh, don't, you know, don't be, you don't. Have, and say, no, I'm serious. I really was pleasantly surprised. And I had a great time. And I want you to do this again. So I just wanted to add that too, that it's, I don't think it's, you know, it's never an interminable evening of lengthy, lengthy stories. It's, and I'm in awe of the people who write them, you know, and some people who just, that's not what they do. And they just produce this really well-crafted, hilarious, heartbreaking story. So the more you talk, the more engaged and excited I get about this event. And let me just say, if I neglect to mention it, Thank you very much for offering your time and talent to coordinate this event for the Schoolhouse Museum and the Historical Society. We are absolutely thrilled. Thank um, you for inviting us. We're thrilled oh, to be here. I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, but so I want to know, besides the two of you, who is on the roster for storytelling that night? 
Well, we have Rosie McCooey of uh, Ridgewood High Society and Fame. She's known. She is known as Mrs. Ridgewood. Just so right. you know, she I is. Guess. Yes, yes, she is. She's wonderful. Um, we're so um, yeah, and we have. Well, Kathleen, myself, uh, we have Mary O'Reilly, who had the pop-up store where we did um, that event just just right before the pandemic hit. That was that really was a great event. Who's hilarious? Have- um, who also is an incredible uh, stylist. She has a background at Condé Nast. Um, she used to run the Vanity Fair parties in L.A. She knows her stuff. So she's got incredible stories, and she's a very dear friend of mine. Um, so I'm I'm sorry, I'm jump, jumping in to give details, Rory, as you're writing the list. No, no, here. please do. I mean, it's I quite I, all right. Mary O'Reilly can have all the airtime she wants. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm oh Ramon Ramon Hache, who is our former mayor, and um. Commissioner. The commissioner. Yes. So we're very excited to hear what, uh, what kind of story he, he can crank out, you know, um, and Ben Greenman, who and ben is Greenman. a neighbor That's of right. mine, Gail, um, Gail Gezi's husband, who is an author, uh, journalist and a former editor at the New Yorker. So this is, um, you know, quite a lineup, um, without Rory and me, this is quite a lineup. So yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a little nervous to compete with these four, actually. Not, again, not that we're competing, but we're not you know, competing, no. Um, but to be uh, to follow them is is uh, you know they're no slouches. So I think we wanted to get some Ridgewood voices for a Ridgewood event, and I think we've got some really good Ridgewood voices. I do I am I correct in thinking Ramon went to Ridgewood High School himself? Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he did. Yeah, yep. which is great. So. You know, I think that's what's lovely about these things, too, is to bring together people who are like Sean McCooey being uh, second generation, not third generation Ridgewood. But, you know, people who are raised in Ridgewood are raising their kids in Ridgewood. Maybe they're the grandchildren. Maybe they're the great grandchildren of Ridgewood residents. And then asking people who moved here 18 months ago from Hoboken or California or Denver or London. That's been great too, to get such a diversity of voices has been really nice with these events as well. So, and I think that's how the lineup is for this one, which is really great. It's an amazing lineup. I am absolutely so excited for this night. The only downside of this night is that there is limited seating. So y'all, if you're listening to this, you better get your tickets as soon as they go on sale. So keep looking at the Schoolhouse Museum Facebook page for more information. Um, Like I said, there's 40 seats available and I think they're $20 a seat. We're going to have wine and some some nibbles that that we'll provide. But the big headline of the night is definitely the stories. You know, all proceeds um, go to the benefit of the Schoolhouse Museum. Um, this is a fundraiser that we are more than happy to be partaking in because it's, like I said, such a special place, such an important place, I think, in Ridgewood. Uh, I should also note that if you're on Instagram, we have a What's Your Story has an Instagram account and it's What's Your Story underscore NJ. So people can look there for info about ticket sales. Again, yeah. tickets and information about those tickets will be up and running 
in the coming days. And like I said, the event is on Thursday, February 23rd from seven to nine. But as Kathleen and Rory have so eloquently stated, the event likely won't end at nine. So plan on staying a little bit longer than that and interacting and connecting with all of our wonderful neighbors in the community and learning more about each other. I think that's really the key here is that we're really going to learn a lot about one another and, and really just build deeper friendships and more beautiful energy for our community. I, that's what I'm really looking for to the most. Yes. And I, I would also just add here that um, we're in the process of updating and putting together our own website and the website will have a contact form. If you come to an event and you decide, wow, I'd love to do what they do, just find us or we'll have information about uh, signups at the event. Uh, and we'll have information on our Instagram account about it as well. But, you know, if you've been to an event and you want to tell a story, let us know and we'd be happy to have you. You know, you don't have to be a professional anything to do nope. this. You just have to have a good story to tell. That's all. And 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 the thing of it is, everyone has a good story to tell. So I agree with you. And you know what? I, I know that you girls mentioned that what sparked this idea was attending a moth story slam or at least a moth event. So I want to learn more about the two of you. Rory, I'll, I'll start with you because I just happened to see that commercial the other day. So, you know, let's let's hear a little bit more about your background. Well, well, OK, so I'm uh, I'm back to acting after a, I don't know, like, you know, 12 or 13 year hiatus. I sort of came to it kind of I hate this expression, but it's kind of true. I kind of fell into it in college. I didn't do any of any acting really in in high school, but I did. I did do like student government because my thing was I just wanted to get up in front of people and just just talk to them. I just wanted to tell people I just wanted to give a speech. I just was that was me. Like I it was like the only thing that kind of motivated me, I realized, you know, now looking back. And then I went to a, a small school in upstate New York that had a even smaller but very reputable theater program. And um, I learned a lot. It was great. And I was kind of like this big fish in a small pond. And at one point I wanted to like, you know, say, I said, I really should probably like, you know, transfer to like NYU or something. But, you know, then I wouldn't be the big fish in the small pond anymore. So, you know, and I was um, I was probably a very young 18 or 19 or whatever that was. So, you know, I kind of just stayed where I was. And then I went back. To, I went to New York after college and I gave it my best. But, you know, I was I also had like I had four jobs. You know, I was I was walking dogs. I was cater waitering. I was waiting tables. And I did was that include did that include the oyster shucking? That came later. That came later. So then, yeah, I basically, yeah. And then I, I but when I first moved back, I, I was like, I, then I was, answer, I was answering phones at a carpet cleaning uh, place too. I was like all over the map of Manhattan. It was like Upper West Side walking dogs, downtown waiting tables, wherever the cater waitering took me and like Sutton Place working for the carpet company. And I really just like, was like, when am I going to have time to audition? But I did, you know, I eked out this crazy little life and I had the best time. And, you know, long story short, I met my husband and we just started to, you know, build a life together. And we wound up of all places in Ridgewood. And I really didn't know anything about it, except that it was like this great rail town and going to be an easy commute. And the schools are fantastic. And like, you know, it's small, but there's a 
lot of people here. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, lift up my armpit and I'm like, oh, hello, neighbor. No, there was just a lot. <laughs> I'm from upstate New York originally. So it's like, I, I, that was kind of like the density. I was like, okay, this is, this is what this is. Um, but it was great because there's so much, there's just so much. When I met Kathleen, you know, we just really just clicked instantly. And I realized that she and I were kind of motivated by the same thing. We really just love to get up in front of people and tell them stories and talk. I mean, it's just really that simple. I um, am so jealous because I hate getting up in front of people to talk. You know, that's the fun about it. People say it's like their most primal fear. I'm like, I would go, I don't get that at all. But <laughs> hey, you know, to each of them. So yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So now uh, I have two great kids. The husband's still great. You know, we're chugging along and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm ready to go to get back in the pool. And uh, it's little by little, but yeah, I'm starting to get some more work and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. I really miss the hustle, but I tell you, if it wasn't for, and I'm going to, she's going to, I don't know what she's going to say, but if it wasn't for Kathleen, no, it's true. I probably, I didn't know. I, I, I wouldn't have really started performing again. I really, I probably wouldn't have. Because she she and I met and, you know, I said, yeah, I, I write too. And she read some of my stuff. I read some of her stuff. She introduced me to the Woodstock Book Fest people. We just uh, we just clicked and kept going. So I love that. It's all it's all a part of it. You know, it's like we're also both devoted fans of uh, John Patrick Shanley, who is the great Irish American playwright who wrote Moonstruck. And he he's quoted as saying, you know, acting is writing is directing is playwright gets all the same thing, you know, and um, it's just a way to just keep keep myself feeling alive. So well, I love that the two of you bring out the best in each other. So Kathleen, tell us a little bit more about all the things that you do. I, I'm very entertained by both of you. Um, honestly, I was very honored that you asked me to be a friend on Facebook. So now I kind of get a little window into the world and I'm absolutely <laughs> thrilled. So tell us about what you do, Kathleen. Uh, so, um, so I am a fifth generation native New Yorker uh, who grew up in Queens in the 70s, probably one of the worst decades of the city's history. And I grew up very, 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 very Irish. So um, very Irish Catholic. So storytelling is in my blood. You you have no choice if you're Irish Catholic. And if you're New York Irish Catholic, you got to talk your way out of a lot of stuff. So um, I just grew up you know, doing that. You had to, you had to fight for a spot at the table to be funny. You had to fight for a spot, you know, in class to make the nuns, you know, so um, that's, that's how I grew up. (laughs) Um, I ended up my, we moved to Connecticut when I was in middle school, high school, went to Syracuse, met my husband there. And I thought I wanted to be a writer. I, I wanted to write since I've been a little girl. Other girls wanted to be, uh, and at least in the 70s, it's different now. Other girls wanted to be princesses and brides. I wanted to be the head writer of SNL. I'm not kidding. It's a blessing and a curse. That's what I wanted to be. But, you know, writing isn't an easy way to make a living. So I went into publishing. I worked at HarperCollins, thought I wanted to be an editor, but realized I really liked writing the book jacket copy more than editing uh, the manuscripts themselves. I moved over to Condé Nast for a time, uh, which was great. I was an advertising copywriter there at Mademoiselle and at GQ magazine, you know, and I was sort of always adjacent to what I really wanted to do, which was creative writing. I also did for a very short period of time, very badly, uh, stand-up comedy in New York uh, in my 20s. And, you know, life took us in a different direction, married my husband. He got a job in San Francisco. We moved out there. Uh, and I moved out there during the dot-com boom. So um, 
it was a good time to be an ad copywriter when people needed copy for these new things called websites. You know, we, what do we do with these things? We need words on these pages. Somebody help us. So I did that for a long period of time. I did a lot of copywriting, a lot of advertising, but writing was always here. It's my solace. It's my, it's my understanding of myself and the world around me. It's, it's what I do. I say, you know, I was an English major. I'm not very good at figuring out the tip on a check, but I'm pretty good at writing some things sometimes. So it's really, I think what I'm meant to do. Well, I guess when my son, I have two children, my daughter's a junior in college at Syracuse, like my husband and I were at. And my son is um, a senior at Ridgewood High School. When my son started school full time, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot again. I'm going to really get to the heart of who I am and what I want to do, which is write. So so that about 10, 11 years ago, I started writing essays and um, I'm still doing that. I've been in a lot of writing programs. Roy and I have been in a writing class together um, and met some really incredible people along the way. And right now I am working on a memoir about my family history in New York. And it's written from the perspective of the addresses that they lived in, in Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. And it just, it's pretty much a listing of each apartment, each house, each railroad flat, and what happened there, and really how it's come to affect my life, even almost 200 years ago their lives, their stories impact mine today. And I think that's what's also really so important about storytelling is if we forget our history, we're doomed to repeat it. And if we don't share our truths with each other, we lose a part of ourselves and we we deny a part of ourselves. And I think our vulnerability and our truth can actually make us stronger, not weaker. That's been really uplifting for me as a storyteller, um, as an audience member in a, in a storytelling event and in helping other people craft stories. So that's my story. That's, that's where I am. I'm about to be an empty nester. So I'm going to have a little more time to write, I think in between the crying jags, but, um, but that's it. And I just have to say, I am privileged because we have shared a few writing classes together. I've been privileged to read excerpts from this memoir and her writing, as you know, from some of her other works that you've scene is just absolutely gorgeous and riveting and beautiful i cannot wait to see the to read the finished product but you know nor can i i mean you really dig deep and i'm i'm i love the whole storyline of using the different addresses i'm so eager to read it when will it be published when i get it sold <laughs> oh okay well let's see what i can do no, we'll it's, it's, it's not um, it's not aging in yet i'm not i'm not i'm about halfway through my first draft but I will keep you posted because I am determined to um, to get it published. Mm-hmm. So, and then we'll get you girls back on on our podcast here. You are both so accomplished. I can't even express how delighted I am that you made time out of your busy schedules to be with us. I am so grateful. And, and again, I'm, I'm thrilled that you have agreed to produce What's Your Story at the Schoolhouse Museum. And again, I'm just going to say that date on Thursday. February 23rd from 7 to 9 p.m. And tickets will go on sale soon, but just watch social media on the Schoolhouse Museum, Ridgewood Historical Society sites. And also girls, plug yourselves. Tell us, you know, what you, you're building this website. When will that be ready? Um, hopefully by the time the uh, the Story Slam comes along, it's my, the domain is W-H-A-T-S-Y-R-S-T-O-R-Y.com because what's your story has already been taken. But um, no. we, yes, <laughs> strangely enough, yes. Um, so but 
uh, yeah. And I think, you know, what we're looking to do is we'll, we'll explain who we are like we did today. And we'll also have some clips on there so people can see, you know, what it's like to, um, to read at one of these events. It's that's really, a great idea. Yeah. It's, that's really it's good pretty idea. painless. I promise. It's really pretty painless. And I have to say, you know, one other thing, so many people who've done it, they're nervous. They really don't know if they can do it. And we're really holding their hand through it and offering them bourbon or seltzer, whatever they prefer before <laughs> they get on stage. I, I can't, I can't stress enough. I mean, every single to a person has said, I'm so glad I did it. Absolutely. Well, there's something so freeing. I mean, like you said earlier, Rory, getting up on the stage, it's such a brave thing to do. And and there's a a little bit of an addiction to it. I've never been on a real stage. I've been on the Jamboree stage. And I have to say, it's a real adrenaline rush, especially when you can hear people in the audience laugh. Yes, it's everything. It's everything. That's the highest of the high. I mean, but listen, I wasn't intending to make them laugh. It was just that they were laughing with me necessarily. But anyway, it was a blast. So Jordan, do you think that you'll tell your story someday? For the benefit of the listeners who don't know, I I met Kathleen and Rory a very short time ago. So I didn't have a lot of background to what they were doing and how much had an impact. And I sit here listening today and I'm just blown away. I think the way you guys describe people coming up, giving their talk, and then the way that it just creates a connection within the audience. And I think ultimately, this is what we call community fabric in some in some sense of sharing stories, sharing experiences, sharing lives. And I just hear all this and I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. And this is like something that needs to be done way, way more across the board. And how do we get newcomers involved? And, you know, yep. all this, all this kind of stuff is just kind of bubbling in my head. So I've been, uh, you know, sitting here listening with just, you know, just, just totally impressed with the effort that you guys are doing. And I think it sounds absolutely amazing. So that it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Well, congratulations, girls. We're so glad that we can put you on a little bit more public stage by having you at the Schoolhouse Museum. And again, maybe we should do a little recap after all is said and done. That would be kind of fun. Sure. Yeah. Let me, let oh, me yeah. just before I go, thank you so much, Jeannie and Jordan, for having us. And Jeannie, yes. thank you for all the work that you do. You're, you are just a tireless champion for the village of Ridgewood and they're really lucky to have you. So I know you have your hands in a lot of just important, meaningful projects and efforts and, um, and triumphs ultimately a lot of triumphs in Ridgewood. And I know sometimes you work behind the scenes and don't always want the credit for it. So thank you for everything you do. You do a heck of a lot for this town and we're very lucky to have you in it. So Thank you. Yes. Thank Jordan, you. Really nice to get to know you as well. So yeah, no, real pleasure, guys. Uh, and, and I look forward to seeing you uh, see much more. Thank you guys both so much. This has been a really, it's been a thrill. We really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you on February 23rd. Thanks again. I really appreciate your kind words too. Thanks. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.